Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. When a person understands the truth of how God has worked through history, their whole view on life is enriched with meaning, purpose, inspiration, and power. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of the Christian Crusaders in the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to wrap up the book of Judges with an ominous last sentence in the book. It says in Judges 21 verse 25, In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. This has been repeated a couple times throughout the book of Judges. And the book of Judges is written after the events of Judges happened, you know, well into the time in Israel's history when they started to have kings, which is what's coming next in the storyline. And it's written almost as a justification for the monarchy that God had intended from the beginning, which would obviously culminate the the highest point of the monarchy was David, a godly king. He wasn't perfect, but he was godly. And the suggestion here is if there would have been a king in Israel like there is now, back during the time of the judges, now meaning when this book was written, then a lot of this nonsense wouldn't happen. This cycle of falling into sin and then being punished and disciplined as a result, and then being restored, and then having a time of peace, only to fall back into sin and in kind of downward spiral to a lower and lower level. This wouldn't have happened if there had been a king in Israel. So obviously it's written during the time of kings. And uh, this is an incredible statement because at the end of Joshua, the book right before Judges, here's what it says at the end of Joshua. Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua and had known all the work that the Lord did for Israel. So you end the book of Joshua with the people of Israel following the Lord, obeying his commands, honoring him. Actually, what we find out is that wasn't happening to the degree that maybe it's stated here because some corruption was starting to seep in a little bit, even while Joshua was still alive as we get into the book of Judges. But Judges, by contrast, just one book later, in those days there was no king in Israel and everyone did what was right in his own eyes. What we're going to find out, and this is a spoiler alert, as we go forward into the era of kings, is even though there are a few righteous kings, David being one of them, like I said, not perfect, but kings over Israel, human kings, earthly kings, are not the answer either. This is just a wayward people who, going all the way back to Genesis, are full of sin and will not surrender to God. And friends, that's our natural condition. That's your natural condition. That's my natural condition. And what we're going to find is even the best earthly kings aren't able to keep these guys on track because they have sin in their hearts. They have a broken relationship with their creator. And The only way that's going to be fixed is by God sending the one perfect king, God himself, Jesus Christ, to live a perfect life, to die on the cross, to be raised from death, and he's going to set up this transaction so that if people would put their faith in the one true king, the eternal king of kings, they could have that righteousness that he lived perfectly on this earth attributed to them. They could have the death that he died marked paid in their place. The death that they deserve to pay, that you and I deserve to pay, can be marked paid as a result of Christ's work on the cross. Jesus alludes to the 
fact that even though he's the perfect king in, in the New Testament, and we're in Luke 19, he tells the parable of the 10 minus, 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 however you say that word. And even in that parable, he alludes to the fact that even though he's the perfect king, that people are going to say that they don't want to have even him reign over them. So people resist a king. People are opposed to any authority over their lives. And that's true today. So the question is, is Jesus the king of your life? Are you willing to submit to the authority, to the reign of Jesus Christ? One of the things that sometimes is undertaught in modern evangelicalism in the West today is the idea of lordship. We're pretty clear, although it's in increasingly murky, but we're pretty clear that salvation is a free gift from God. It is by grace through faith in Christ alone that people are saved. It's a free gift. There's nothing more free than salvation. All you do is put your faith in Jesus Christ, his righteousness and his death are given to you and you stand righteous before God. But then there's there are people who've gone on to say, but there's nothing more costly than the life of discipleship. And what God calls us to, what Christ calls us to, is to be disciples. There's nothing more costly than discipleship. There's nothing more free than salvation. There's nothing more costly than discipleship. And the reason discipleship is costly is because in salvation, we view Christ as our Savior. In lordship, we view Christ as our Lord. In discipleship, we view Christ as our Lord. And it costs us everything. He who loses his life for my sake, Jesus says, will find it. And so the question is, all this discussion about the lack of kings way back in Judges and how they think that earthly kings are going to be the answer kind of going forward for a little ways. And then we're going to find out that earthly kings aren't even good enough. We need a heavenly king. And this heavenly king has come, defeated sin and death and the power of the devil. Are you and am I willing to submit willingly to this king. Lord, I pray that you would help us sanctify our hearts so that we would willingly submit to you. We know that we're saved by grace through faith in Christ alone. It's free, and your spirit works in us to help us be more submissive and more willing to live under the authority of Jesus Christ as our Lord. But we don't do it perfectly, and it's to our own demise. You've come that we might have life and have it abundantly. Lord, help us to pursue an abundant life through willful submission to you as our king and our ruler and our ultimate authority in this life. And we look forward to spending the next life in eternity with you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between three ministries. The first partnering ministry is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services on various radio stations at christiancrusaders.org and where you can hear other engaging interviews with Christians who have inspiring stories or insights to share right here on the CC Podcast. The second partnering ministry is Fresh Wind Worship, where typically they host a weekly worship service at 10.30 a.m. in the Diamond Event Center in Jorgensen Plaza at Western Home Communities. But for now, their services will be available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. The third partnering ministry is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose 2019 conference messages are available in video format on their website, 
cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And don't forget to mark your calendar for this year's conference, the 99th Annual, Saturday, July 25th through Saturday, August 1st. If this podcast is a blessing to you, please subscribe to it, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of the ministries mentioned above. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.